Conversations with today's newsmakers from Michiana's Morning News. MNC News time is 740. This part of the show is brought to you by Arnby Car Company with a huge inventory of quality pre-owned vehicles. Cars, crossovers, trucks, SUVs, or minivans shop today at rbcarcompany.com. And joining us now live on the news line is 2nd District Representative Jackie Walerski. And uh, Jackie, we do have lots to cover this morning. So let's start at the uh, top of the news. And by the way, good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, now, we can uh, we need to start, obviously, with uh, happenings with the Supreme Court. The decision lying with the Senate, but there are rumblings that there could be an attempt uh, to put forth to impeach the president should he move forward with the nomination process. Is this a real concern, or is it just a lot of talk? You know what? This place is so full of rhetoric right now, uh, really, on both sides. You know, we've been able to move some bipartisan stuff this week, but... I've never heard um, as much rhetoric as what we're hearing right now because of um, obviously the speaker trying to block the ability for the for the, the uh, Senate to even have a vote on the Supreme Court, which is exactly their constitutional right. It's the president's constitutional duty to you know to allow the Senate to do its work. So um, I think it, I think this will go off unhinged. I, I don't think they're going to be successful on delaying anything. The law of the land, and I you know I think most of us understand that. And I'm just excited, John, that um, Judge uh, Amy Coney Barrett is, you know, is really the front runner right now. And even though I can't vote for her officially, I can sure make my voice known to the president, which I did to his chief of staff, Mark Meadows, um, to our two senators as well. Obviously, Amy lives in our district. And it's just, you know, a woman of integrity, impeccable credentials. And I see no better fit for the Supreme Court at this period of time in this country when we need somebody who is a defender of the Constitution. So, you know, I'm hoping that um, it works out that way. And from all the folks that, you know, I've been talking to, my colleagues, our leadership, and again, the, again, the, uh, the White House, I, you know, I understand. And I'm very excited that she seems to be the front runner. So uh, let's talk to that rhetoric just a little bit more. Uh, yesterday we had that legislation that was unveiled by House Democrats basically saying that they're going to try and rein in the president. Uh, what is the talk about this? Does the president really need to be reined in? The president doesn't need to be reined in. The Speaker of the House needs to follow the Constitution. And I think that, you know, their M.O. for the last four years since he's been elected is get rid of him. And so, you know, I've, I've stood here and witnessed, um, as all of America has, a uh, failed impeachment uh, that they went through. They spent a massive amount of money on drugs, this whole country through just a false impeachment. There is nothing there. And I think the president has proved that. And so Pelosi is uh, basically, you know, spouting off at, at this moment that she's got many arrows in her quiver, to quote her, and that she's going to use them. Well, you know, we do, too. And, and, you know, per the Constitution, you know, we have a bipartisan, we have a bill right now that um, Speaker Pelosi won't bring down. And it's basically the extension of PPP. What what America is crying for is for Congress to move and extend their ability to hang on till this government totally opens and we get past COVID. Pelosi won't bring it down. The Speaker is refusing to bring it down. So we have an arrow in our quiver called the discharge petition. Tomorrow morning, we are all going to go down and sign that discharge petition. If we get 218 votes, it would take some Democrats to do that. Um, we can force this uh, PPP extension to the floor around the speaker. And there are Democrats right now that are signaling they will sign that. 
So, you know, we're, we're, we're getting into this position here of just trying to protect the institution, protect the integrity of the Constitution, trying to move around the speaker at this point so that we can do what the American people are asking us to do, which is to help. And that's what we have. We have a bill ready to go. And so we'll see tomorrow if we have 218 to bring us to force it down to the floor. But, yeah, we're seeing things happen right now that people have never seen play out. And I can tell you that, you know, there's a, there's another play um, ability that, that we would have to bring down a force a vote on the speaker, whether to remove her or whether to keep her. And, you know, our leader... McCarthy has been very clear about the fact that, you know, they have to stop playing games because we have the ability to, to recall her, so to speak. So I've never seen things happen as they are. But just keep in mind, this has everything to do with the speaker's desire to remove the president, to delay the president, 40-some days away from an election. And that is their number one mission. It's all politics at this point. Yeah, and, and so that was my that's my next question for you, Jackie, is we hear about the, the, the big names on both sides. They get all the press, right, in the national stories. What's it like being in the names in the middle? Because there's a lot of people on both ends of this that they just, you come in, you want to do your job, you want to get it done, you don't just want to sit around and talk about it. Well, absolutely, and that's where the rank and file is on both sides. You know, we're there to support and fight for our districts, and we have, all, and I especially have, all the way through this COVID stuff. And, you know, PPP was extremely effective in our district. Our district is bouncing back economically because the RV boats and trailer business. And here we are in Indiana. You know, we're ready to look at level five. We're ready to move forward. You know, our our jobs and, you know, we're doing really well. The rest of the country isn't necessarily where we are because of who we are as a manufacturing district. It's extremely frustrating to watch this ball go back and forth knowing that the president has done nothing wrong, knowing he's doing his job, looking at a phenomenal opportunity for one of our constituents and incredible judges to have a shot at the the U.S. Supreme Court to make law and to change our, you know, to change our way of life and to protect the Constitution, you know, for the next 30 years, potentially, because of her age. Everything is being done correctly, except for the arrows that are coming from the Speaker of the House, the liberal left, from, you know, the, the... the way extreme left that are trying to run this and trying to, you know, um, blindside an election. And here we are doing our job. And, you know, we're the only ones, the Republican House, we're the only ones that have to come out here and vote. The Democrats can vote by proxy so they can go back to their districts, they can campaign and literally just send their vote in with a carrier pigeon while we are sitting out here wanting to vote ready to vote, and the the Speaker just simply refuses to bring these votes down. So I'm hoping our attempt tomorrow works so the American people can see that we do have a way to to go around the Speaker when she's just playing toxic politics, and the Constitution allows us to do that, so that's exactly what we're doing tomorrow morning. Once again, we're talking with 2nd District Representative Jackie Walerski. She's uh, live from D.C. right now. And Jackie, let's talk about some of the things that you're doing for this area and put the spotlight there right now. Uh, Of course, with the stimulus package uh, being held hostage right now. You've actually introduced a bill that'll hopefully help some nonprofits stay in the game. Tell us about that. This bill would actually allow the Paycheck Protection Program to be extended. It allows um, places like Logan Center. I just did a press conference there a couple of weeks ago. You know, I got a call from Logan Center in the middle of COVID and their funding had been cut. And they literally got like a check from HHS for, you know, a few dollars when it should have been a few, you know, hundred thousand, a few million. And so 
this bill is uh, the manufacturing of PPE to be done domestically, but also to allow aid to flow into places like Logan in our community that have been left out. And so that bill passed. It actually is on its way to the Senate. It will pass the Senate and go to the president's desk. That is just absolutely huge for us. Mm -hmm. And to be able to allow the domestic production of PPE, you know, Debbie Dingle and I from Michigan, about a month into COVID, saw what the problem was, that we have got to completely eliminate our reliance from China. And we are, in this bill, bipartisan. And, um, you know, some of our Hoosier manufacturers immediately, before the president even called to the domestic production program, before he even called for that, they were already shifting their lines of manufacturing and starting to manufacture gloves, masks, um, uh, gowns, the things that our frontline health workers were going to need. And in some cases in our area and around Indiana and around the country, they're still doing that. This just basically incentivizes those companies, allows partnerships with the government, and really kicks into high gear the concept of, okay, let's stop those supply chains from China, let's do this domestically, and have new partnerships domestically with the government. And so um, I'm hoping this goes to the Senate very quickly so the president can sign it. makes a huge difference for our district. I've been involved with the PPE and the PPP process since, uh, since I returned at the beginning of COVID in the middle of March. So, you know, while the games are being played um, at that top level with Pelosi and the president, and the Senate and trying to knock all this stuff down, the rank and file really are working together and being able to pass these bills that actually matter for America, speaking and, of, especially for our district. Yeah, sorry, but speaking of bills that actually matter for you know, our district and people very closely, one of the things that you've been really upfront about is school bus safety. Uh, National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, they're doing more studies about school bus safety. So uh, you know, what's it going to take for people to pay attention to these laws? Well, I'm grateful for that. This is uh, this bill uh, actually went into the continuing resolution um, a few nights ago, and it, so it did pass. It's going to the Senate. It will pass, and it will end on the president's desk. So we had that Fulton County crash. You know, mm-hmm. I dropped a bill that was, uh, hey, let's. How are we going to do this? We have to find a better way. If we have to have a national standard, let's do that so that everybody has to comply. And so. The, the main part of it is what's happening right now with the National Transportation Safety Board. They'll look at the whole country. They will do a best set of standards, ways to eliminate all of this issue of not being able to see lights on school buses. And it answers the question, what works around the country so that we don't have school corporations and municipalities and folks investing in technology that doesn't work? What it does do, it looks at the entire country and says, what's the best digital solution we have, what actually works, and then we'll be able to come back and actually push that through the National Transportation Safety Board after they do this study nationwide. It'll save school corporations millions of dollars of having to try to figure out best best safety for themselves. This will actually be done by the federal government. The re- results will come in, and then we'll use that to start pushing through a national standard for for uh, the transportation of our kids, keeping them safe in school buses. Well, once again, talking with Congresswoman Jackie Walerski. And uh, Jackie, uh, of course, uh, it's an election year. And as you mentioned, uh, there's orders from Nancy Pelosi to stay in D.C. How yeah. connected do you feel to your voters uh, having to do that? And how can they connect with you? Sure. So I, we're very connected to our voters. You know, we are only getting called out here to, to D.C. to vote. She's not She's not allowing us to be in session. So majority of my time is actually in the district, and then we go in session just long enough to vote, and then she gets us out of here so she can, so she controls 
the argument as the majority um, does not have us out here to, to basically silence the minority. So most of my time is in the district. We are all over the district. We have been, you know, with Indiana coming out fairly quickly on, you know, re-emerging after COVID, we, I think we were one of the top, st- top 10 states that came out. And so because of that, you know, our jobs have been un- interrupted in manufacturing, those kinds of things. So I have been out and all over the district, really, I would say in the last probably seven or eight weeks. If not, we field an amazing amount of information through Zoom and WebEx and all those virtual sites. It's really kind of a hybrid of what we're doing right now. So, you know, I can talk to, you know, 500 people a day through virtual and at the same time be all over other parts of the district, seeing companies, dealing with companies that still have, you know, issues or questions on PPP, making sure that we're out and about, you know, listening to folks. We have more input from people right now because of what's happening virtually every single day. I am on calls with large groups of people. So it's a little bit different, but you know what? It works, and I've had an unbelievable amount of time to actually be in the district meeting with people. So, um, you know, it is what it is right now, and, you know, we have to make it work just like anybody else would for any other reason, and it definitely is. So I'm very encouraged about the, about the election. I'm encouraged about, um, you know, being able to address the issues that we've heard from people right here in some of these bills. And, you know, sometimes it takes Congress a long time to move, but because of COVID and because of things virtually, you know, we can hear from people so fast and then turn around and bring it to action on the floor like this PPE bill. And, you know, here we are a couple months later and it will go to the president's desk. So, you know, some things have been really expedited and definitely much more efficient because of this instant communication with virtual and just you know, what we're doing now on cell phones. So, you know, in many ways, it's kind of enhanced the ability. You know, we're a huge parade district, and we haven't had a parade in this district. So that really kind of, like, closed that door. But it hasn't closed the door to being at festivals, being at flotillas, being at, you know, car parades. You know, one door seems to shut and another door seems to open. And that's what, that is what the case is right now, I think, with campaigning. All right, Jackie. Well, we appreciate your time, as always. Keep up the hard work, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again here soon. Thank you, guys. So uh, good to talk to you. Take all right, care. Th- thank you. Once again, that's uh, Second District Representative uh, Jackie Walerski. It's uh, rare we get a full 15 minutes with uh, with Jackie uh, with so much going on in D.C., but grateful for her time this morning. Very much. MNC News Time, 754, coming back with traffic, weather, and the Rush Limbaugh morning update. Stay with us. Michiana's Morning News, weekdays from 5 to 9 on 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.